the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today, 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. When is a thief no longer a thief? Well, according to the Bible, it's when he starts to give, ultimately, but it's harder to get that thief to that point when they don't get caught. California is about to pass a bill that will stop employees of retail stores and uh, I suppose whatever other kinds of stores there are from confronting or stopping shoplifters, and it's being done for their own safety. Is that good policy? When I was working retail, when I used to work for Came Apart, Kmart, we called it came apart. It's hard not to say it came apart. Uh, the policy back then was that we were required to stop shoplifters. Like that was part of the job. You were told somebody just went and stole something. And then I'm not even kidding. I'll tell you some stories. We had to go outside and go get them using all means necessary. And it was wild. We were today. You're not allowed to do that, and California is about to pass a bill that will stop employees from doing that. It's Senate Bill 553. We'll take on this week a bill designed to help keep people safe at work. This bill, in part, would prohibit companies from forcing its employees to confront shoplifters. And earlier tonight, KTVU's LaMonica Peters filed this report about how some people working in retail do not like the proposed legislation. So we'll have some of that report. And, uh, you know, the, the complicated thing is that people who are working in retail don't really like that target i know that they're a subject of other controversy but here's one of here's a statistic just from uh, target 400 million dollars of loss in profits to organized retail crime that doesn't include disorganized retail crime they're talking about organized retail crime that is where groups of people get together on social media or whatever and they say hey we're gonna go uh steal a bunch of stuff from this target and they go in there and they just grab a whole bunch of stuff and leave with it 400 million dollars loss in profits and you know when i was working at kmart the biggest problem of theft actually was employee theft i imagine that's still a problem at target and other places but back then that was the actual the biggest Group of people, we got we had people getting fired for, <laughs> fired for stealing every day, it seems like. Um, but this is an interesting thing. Now, so last week, and I bring this up because it's part of the decay in our culture, and as Christians, it's one of the reasons that we don't steal. Do you have keys in your pocket? I bet you do. You have house keys, office keys, maybe you've got a locker key or a bike lock key. You have different kinds of keys in your pockets. You know why you have that? Because we're a nation of thieves. That's why you have keys in your pockets. That's why you lock your door in your car. I, I sometimes get out of my car, it's in the parking garage, and I start to head towards the elevators, and then I wonder, did I lock my car? And there's nothing in it that it's particularly serious that a person might steal. They might steal the car, but I'll walk all the way back until I hear the beep, 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 so I can lock it. Why? 
because we're a nation of thieves. You know, that's what happens out there. And uh, that's why we shouldn't be thieves. That's one of the reasons that we should do that. So there is a big story in Georgia. By the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. Do you think it's good policy to prevent employees? And maybe you work in a retail job. We'd love to hear what you think about this. Are you, do you feel compelled to stop thieves, to stop a thief when they're stealing from your store? And do you think that you should be allowed to do that? It goes as far as this, at a Lululemon store, is that how you say it, Wilbert, Lululemon? I've never set foot in a Lululemon. Yes, my girlfriend loves them. Oh, your girlfriend loves them. What are they selling there, clothes? Uh, yeah, it's like a athletic wear clothes, pretty much. Athletic wear, all right. Well, there's two reasons that I probably haven't step, stepped into that store, unfortunately. Uh, Lululemon store, the employees got fired, not for confronting directly the thieves, but for actually calling the police. Oh, seriously, hey, get Two Georgia women say they were fired from their jobs at Lululemon after calling police to report this robbery, which one of them caught on camera. Jennifer Ferguson and Rachel Rogers describing to NBC affiliate 11 Alive Atlanta the horrifying moments the merchandise at the Peachtree Corner store was stolen. To do it. The women say they were fired from their jobs after they decided to call the police about the shoplifting. They got fired for calling the police. We called the police immediately. That's what we used to do. And we even had Kmart jail. No kidding. We had Kmart jail. It was in the back in the stock room was a security office and we handcuffed people to a park bench that was bolted to the floor and we called the cops. And sometimes those people would sit back there for hours because it took the police a long time to show up, especially if they didn't have a weapon or anything. But, you know, if they had a weapon, the police would show up right away. But if they just stole something, it could be hours and there would be some guy handcuffed to a bench in Kmart jail that was arrested by some Kmart employee with the red vest and the little tag, and they would sit there all day. But now I guess you get fired for calling the police if you're at Lululemon. Something they say they were told is against company policy. So what are they supposed to do instead? You kind of clear a path for whatever they're going to do, and then after it's over, you scan a QR code. Rogers, who says she's worked at the company for five years, claims that the store has been dealing with thefts for months, recalling another incident. But this was the first time she knows of someone at the store calling police, which local authorities confirm. The Fayette County Sheriff's Office says three men have been charged with theft by shoplifting and theft by receiving stolen property. So they actually got arrested, but the employees got fired for calling the police. And did you hear that? The, the policy is to clear a path. I'm just amazed at that, just because of where we've come as a culture. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm seeing this wrong. Right. Maybe you have a different feel about it because certainly you want to be protected. I we it, at Kmart. This was the policy when I worked there. And this is the late 80s and early 90s. I worked there. Any male employee back then, you knew the difference between male and female. Back then, any male employee, when it was announced over the PA system in the store that somebody had stolen something, you had to run, drop whatever you were doing and run out the door with everyone else to go get them. That is exactly what we had to do. It was called open line. That was the policy. And uh, somebody would say over the, you know, the, the same PA that would give the blue light specials, they would say open line front door. And that meant all male employees had to go out there and beat up whoever it was. And I'm not kidding. We got into some fights and we dragged people in. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was 
the most adrenaline I've ever had in my whole life working in that job because of that. And a couple of times, you know, we felt there was a little danger. One time a guy pulled a knife and I said, you know what, you can have the shoes. You know, at that point, it wasn't worth it. But I think that the culture has gotten uh, more violent and more brazen, and yet there is less we can do. A, a relative of mine worked at as a security guard in another store more recently, and he said he's there just for show, that he's not allowed to do anything either. He's just supposed to stand there at the front door. And he said what it does is it it dissuades the, the person from stealing who just kind of has a temptation. A lot of people did. In fact, when we would go out and get people who'd steal things, most people— the moment you confront them outside the door would immediately fall apart and they'd start to cry and they promise to pay for it and all this and that. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you're supposed to pay for it before you go out the door, right? And this is before there was any sort of, uh, you know, automatic registers or things like that. We actually had checkers back then. And um, I had a lady one time go through my line and eventually you learn we had plainclothes security people. And uh, and I got to be that on some days. I had, I worked in every department in that store eventually. And you're a plain clothes person. And you walk around. You figure out who's stealing. And up there in Palmdale, high desert in summertime especially, you know, it's 105 out. And somebody comes in wearing an overcoat. They're probably there to steal something. Meanwhile, there's, we always figured that there was some people just walking out with stuff. And everyone says, did they pay for that? I don't know. They must have paid for that. But they walk in the store. You immediately go, oh, that person's going to steal something. And you follow them around. It takes about five minutes before they're putting a uh, compact disc CD in their pants or something. And uh, anyway, so this lady had filled her purse full of uh, all kinds of – it was cassette tapes back then. Um, and she walks through – and I was a checker at this time. And the security guard was this crusty old guy, hilarious guy. And his name was Tom. And Tom was right behind her in line. So I knew that she was probably, uh, he, he was probably not buying something. He was just wondering if she's going to pay for these items that she put in her purse. And her purse kind of opened up and I could even see in it that she had cassette tapes in there, which could have been hers theoretically, right? I didn't know because I didn't, it's part of it. You have to actually witness the person putting the merchandise in their bag or whatever. And I said, uh, is that all for you with whatever it was she was actually paying for? And she said, yes. And I said, are you sure? And she looked back at me and we, it was like a, a brief moment where she thought about it. And then she said, yes. And Tom rolled his eyes. It was the funniest thing. He just rolls his eyes right behind her in line. And she walks out the door. And the moment she steps out the front door, he grabs her. Most of it is like that. And the security, you know, dissuades, you know, people who for some reason get tempted. And maybe that's you. I know people who... That is their struggle. They struggle with with taking stuff that's not theirs. And it's a temptation. We all have our different temptations. That's not one I've had. I never go into the Walmart and go, I think I'm just going to take that. Um, but some people do. Some of you are like, it's really rough. But then there's another group of people who are deliberately coming in to steal. And those people don't go through the line at all. They just uh, walk out with it. And back in the day, you could go get them. But today, apparently... You can't. What do you think about this? Is this is this is it better to protect the employees? We never had an incident, as far as I know, of any real injury or threat. But there were moments that were were challenging. I'll tell you one story that uh, I probably should have got fired for, but I didn't. Um, frankly, today is it is it more important to protect the employee? And I suppose it is, right? It's a life of the employee. But we're we're going down a path. Does it encourage more theft? 
That's what's being said here in California. And the the CEO of Lululemon was defending the policy of not calling the police. In this particular case, we have a zero tolerance policy that we train our educators on. Educators? Do they call them? I guess you're an educator if you work there. That, that's the name. It took me a while to figure out what educator. We were talking about schools all of a sudden. A zero tolerance policy, not for the thieves, but for the employees. Uh, around engaging uh, during a theft. Why? Because we put the safety of our team, of our guests front and center. It's only merchandise. At the end, they're trained to step back, let the theft occur, know that there's technology and there's cameras and we're working with law enforcement. Unfortunately, in this uh, situation, the educators knowingly that's the educators again. They, uh, we wondered what happened to uh, the public schools. They're working at Lululemon. Maybe they are teachers, and they're not getting paid enough, so they have to have a part-time job at Lululemon. That could be it. Anyway, the educators, and I understand what he's saying. I understand that in this day and age, you know, the, the approach which used to be that the employees would confront the thief, uh, it's because the merchandise, you know, stores go out of business. In San Francisco, the whole city is shutting down, downtown San Francisco, because of theft. Because they can't keep people out. And if you can't even have security guards, if the employees can't do anything, and if the government won't do anything in San Francisco, why, you know, except for having a moral sense, which I don't know if they have up there either, why would you not steal stuff? Broke the policy, engaged with the theft, uh, the thieves uh, across multiple uh, points, including following them out of the store. So uh, post-investigation and the zero-tolerance uh, policy, which is well-known, uh, that was uh, what resulted in the termination. All right. So that is what is about to happen here in California with SB uh, 553, that it will make it illegal for employees to confront thieves. You are supposed to just get out of the way, let them do what they're going to do, and let them go. And I understand it's only merchandise. It's a, it's a weird thing, right? But I don't think you would say that with your house. Right, someone's breaking into your house, and maybe you should. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Have we gone soft, or is this better policy, or is this just all we can do in a world that we live in today where people are just going to steal and the authorities aren't going to do anything? Because that's another thing. If people get arrested, but then there's no charges— And if people get arrested and it's just a misdemeanor up to $950, like it is in California or something, well, then, you know, maybe for sure you shouldn't capture them. I just find this interesting because if you think about it for the the 30 years or so that I'm talking about, we've gone from a place where company policies were employees do confront the thieves to a place where today you don't. And that is a cultural shift in values. Is it is it values of of corporate greed, where we'd rather risk our employees to go and risk their, their personal selves to protect merchandise? Or is it just a response to a world that is not eager in confronting wrongdoing? You know, there, there is something, I think, very spiritual about the fact that spiritually dangerous, that we don't confront wrongdoers. What do you think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Claudia, North Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, hi, Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Claudia. So, um, so I can actually speak a little bit on experience personally. Yeah. I, I did, you know, practice some death myself, but I can actually say it's a very strong impulse 
it is a spiritual battle. I'll yeah. tell you that. So you struggled with that personally. Thing, you have before. Yeah, it's not really like a choice, but a very big impulse that is just like, should I, should I not? You can have the money right in your pocket at times, right, and still just take what's there because it is. It's an addiction. It becomes a bad habit. And to be honest with you, with all the mental and drug issues right now, I do think it is very dangerous on both parties because the person coming in with the intention of doing that, believe me, they're not going to hesitate to want to follow the rules. Their desire is to get out with that item. They don't care whether you are going to stop them, whether you're going to argue with them. They they are honestly going to go all the way to try to to just get what they want. And it's not worth it. In both ways, even if somebody else steps in for the employee, it's still, what if the person is carrying something? If that person is mentally disturbed that day, they're having a bad day, and all they wanted was to make a buck out of whatever item they're stealing, they're going to hurt somebody. So it it is getting very, very bad. It's mental. It's a mental illness. But as we, we as Christians, we know it's, a spiritual battle. It's it's really out in the open now. Yeah, it's very Cla- clear. Claudia, I appreciate your calling on that. And uh, how you doing, by the way? Are you uh, resisting that temptation better these days? You know what? In, in, in minimize to smaller, smaller, smaller things, and I'm honestly free now. Oh, that's great. Speak. I am very grateful to God, and you know the way He has honestly brought me out of many, many things. And it's a it's it's a very strong battle out there, honestly. There's a lot of people that are, I think, I think people are losing themselves and they're not even themselves anymore. I can literally say that it's very demonic. You can say it's like people being zombied out there. They don't even know what they're doing anymore. They're just impulse, yeah. impulse driven to do whatever. And you know, not just the economy, but life itself is getting very hard. The rent, mortgage, whatever you want to call it. Housing is very difficult. This is one way people are actually thinking you know, they call it hustling. Yeah. Put it that way. They call it hustling. Yeah. And hustling is a big word in the streets to, yeah. to Claudia, assume I've, that I've you got are a, a hustler. Yeah. I've got a bunch of calls, Claudia. I appreciate that. Don't I'm glad worry. I'm glad you're doing better uh, with that. All right. That. Thank you so much. All right. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. Uh, you know, she made a couple of good points. There's just a lot of people where that's their, their struggle. It just, it's for real. I think that there's a lot of people though today who it's not really a struggle. It's a deliberate, I intend to steal. Like she talked about how people have money in their pocket and they go in, they intend to pay for it. And then they choose to steal. run into that all the time. But there's some people who go in and they don't intend to buy it ever. They just intend to get away with it. 888-528-2557. Rick in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. Thanks. Just two quick points. And, yeah, the previous caller made a very uh, succinct point. Uh, one, of, uh, one of the points I wanted to make was um, these things are uh, – I know a lot of people don't want to talk about you know, the sense of uh, the lawlessness that is expected in the times in which we live, which in many ways is kind of a hotel – times in which we're entering and nobody yeah, nobody, yeah I know a, there are some pastors out there that it's don't a want time to of lawlessness about. yeah exactly right and and in a way this has to come to pass in some way I know that the moral self ourselves our morality is trying to resist and change laws and fight it the reality is that all these things have to come to pass they're written and we are seeing how culturally and politically and legislature is moving things in such a way to allow this 
lawlessness to flourish because it has to come to pass. We ha- and the only way to go through it is through it. Yeah. Um, so your your view is that thing, this the direction of things is not really reversible because this is the direction that uh, sin is going to take people who don't confess. And it, yeah, and this is a typical shadow that we see from events that are not yet here, but they're already projecting a shadow on us on yeah. the horizon. I've been on the horizon. We're already experiencing the shadow of the events that are coming. And the other point that I was going to say is what this does, this policy of the stores of don't touch, let, let the person go with the, with the item, is I know that the, a, the agenda is a, we, want, we want to keep the employees safe. On the other hand, I think there's other things that work. But what they don't realize that this, it creates even a, a one gate for people to get emboldened. Yeah, that's what, uh, Rick, I appreciate your call. We're kind of losing you there. I think you're right. It's, uh, at least that's what the argument is from the retailers, that it's emboldening people. It's not really stopping them. 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Frank in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, thank you very much, Pastor Scott. I, too, worked in a retail grocery store back in the uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And, yes, at that time, we were very, very uh, careful to monitor any shoplifting, and, and it wasn't it wasn't any big deal and never had any danger. But what I am concerned about today, more than anything else, is that we are teaching kids that it's okay to steal. Yeah. Just like we teach kids and this generation that it's okay to kill because the government has said abortion is legal. So now that the government is saying it's legal to steal, as long as it's within a certain parameter, $1,000, whatever it is, then we're teaching our children, and this will go on for the rest of their lives, that it was okay to steal when I was young. I see people stealing. I see my friends stealing. I'm going to grow up this way, and then we have dishonesty as they go into adulthood. Yeah, it's a justification of of stealing. There's actually some teaching on that in sort of the social justice world that says, you know, if you're at a certain poverty level or if you've been disadvantaged one way or the other, it's actually okay to steal. Uh, the problem is everybody thinks they're at a poverty level, and if you're taught that there's a legitimate reason to steal— you're going to keep that, and then what happens is it's not justice because there's a victim. There's a victim who you stole from who might lose their entire business, and it affects the entire neighborhood. Like what's happening in San Francisco, that city is shutting down. It's going to look like, if they don't change immediately, it's going to look like Escape from New York, if you know that old movie. Frank, i got to go to a break. I appreciate your call. Uh, sure, thank you. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about new policies and a state law that passed the California State Senate that makes it illegal for employees of uh, shops to interfere uh, with shoplifters. And uh, we are reflecting on a story out of Georgia where employees of a Lululemon called the police after they were robbed and they got fired for calling the police because it went against policy. How do you feel about that? 888-528-2557. Giovanni, uh, Tigran, and George and others, I see your calls. We'll get to your calls as soon as the Pastor Scott Show Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. 
In April, 25-year-old Blake Moss was shot and killed when he tried to prevent a woman from stealing from a Home Depot in Pleasanton. About two weeks later, 24-year-old Banco Brown was shot and killed after a scuffle with a security guard in a San Francisco Walgreens. Still, over 50 organizations, including the California Retailers Association, don't support the bill. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about uh, theft and how that has increased and how the way of dealing with it in retail has changed. I talked about when I was Working for uh, Kmart back in the day, we were required as employees to actually prevent shoplifting and to chase after people who stole. And today we are seeing that become more dangerous and a new state law has passed the California Senate, SB 553, that is about protecting employees and prohibits employees from um, stopping theft uh, to a certain degree. Retail uh, representatives, though, are against it. This bill goes way too far, number one, where I think it will open the the doors even wider for people to come in and steal from our stores. The California Retailers Association says if SB 553 becomes law, it will need to apply to all industries and not just retail. They also say most retailers already prohibit regular employees from approaching anyone about stolen merchandise and have some employees who are trained in theft prevention. It says no employee can approach someone who is shoplifting. So even if someone is trained on how to deter someone from doing that, now they're not allowed to approach someone. So what does that mean? We are opening up the doors to allow people to just walk into stores, steal, and walk out. Is that true? Is that correct? And uh, what do we do about it? 888-528-2557. Is this the right policy, the right direction? Giovanni in Compton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hello? Hi, Giovanni. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Pastor? Yeah, I just wanted to share very quick. um, A similar story happened at my wife's job. She works in retail out of Marshall's. She speaks about how many times she sees the same type of people coming in, the same people repeatedly uh, stealing, taking bags full, thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Her manager, one of her very good friends, a manager there, um, just got tired of it one night. She stood out, closed the door in front of a a person who was uh, with a bag full of stuff, and she did not want to let him go and was asking the person to to leave the, 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 the bag, and, and um, she was able to get the person to leave the bag, and the person left because she said she was going to call security, but she ended up getting fired mm-hmm. for doing that. And, and to me, I, I just see it as it's unfair to fire the employer that is just trying to stand up and do something right. It just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, and, and, uh, and it also worked, right? When I when yeah, I did security, I found that most people, if you confronted them inside the store or just let them know, just asked them, "Hey, you going to pay for that?" Most people stopped. Yes, you know. Yes, and, and and just thinking about it, just the other day, I was at the grocery store, and if if they let this bill pass, it's going to bring chaos. Especially, it's going to show the the younger generation that don't have parents who have to go to church, parents who, who teach him the right morals think it's okay and go ramp. And, and just in the store, uh, probably it was about a week and a half ago, I was at the store in the line of the grocery line, and I was in back of some lady. She had her son with her. As soon as I pulled up to the line, I noticed the kid grab a snicker bar, and he put it right in his pocket. And I looked at the kid. His mom didn't notice, but I looked at the kid. I told the kid, hey, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, he looked at me scared. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. That's not good. And he put it back. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He walked away. 
and it just reminded me, you know, that what are we teaching the, the next generation to come? And I just feel if, if this bill passes, it's just going to open the door to so much more chaos than we even think. Yeah, and yeah. and um, one question I have to you, Pastor, is this bill passed in other states, or are we the only state to pass this bill? And what is going on in other states, if you know about it? Well, that's a that's a great question. Thank you for your call, Giovanni. I don't know about other states and the laws, but lots of companies have already put this in, in play. So the clips I played earlier was from a Lululemon in Georgia and uh, where they fired employees for calling the police on people who uh, were shoplifters. And this is definitely something that has changed. It's changed in our culture, and I think that you're going to find people kind of on both sides of the argument – but you're you're having companies unable to stay in business, which takes away people's jobs, their livelihood. It changes the neighborhood. You know, there's a new tar- term uh, off the top of my head. I want to say it's a uh, food desert. I think is that right? Have you heard that before? Food desert is like in a community where there's so much theft and robberies that all the restaurants and grocery stores close and they leave, <laughs> and then the people who live there can't go buy food any place nearby. Food desert. Uh, you know, if we don't change our approach to this, it's just going to get worse, and it, it does affect everybody. 888-528-2557. Tigran in Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Did I say your name right? Is it Tigran, Tigran? Tigran. Uh, Tigran, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thanks. What do you think about this? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty insane. Because I, too, worked about eight to nine years ago uh, at a CVS, which was near a train track where all the homelesses from downtown came. So we got robbed a lot. Yeah. And And did you feel in danger when that happened, or did you get used to it? I didn't feel endangered. It was I outrun after the customers out mm. grab them I'll grab their backpacks or there was actually a time where guy uh, stole over thousand dollars worth of merchandise uh, trimmers shavers alcohols this and that and I caught him stealing it and I stopped him and I got all the products back and I gave it to the manager and apparently I got fired for doing that. So you did. You got fired for that. Yeah. Is, is that what they told you? You, you said uh, apparently. So um, it sounded like you're not entirely well, sure. So, no, no, no. So I got uh, uh, in a meeting uh, to discuss everything. So I thought I was getting promoted or something for stop uh, for stopping all these thieves. Uh-huh. And then apparently I found out that it came down to I was not allowed to do that to stop it. I wasn't allowed to approach So you didn't get the, promoted for stopping the thieves. You got fired. I got fired for yeah. doing it. Yeah, that's uh, that's where the thing you know that's where things have gone. Yeah, they told me, "Do you know why you're here in this meeting?" I'm like uh, I think because I'm being promoted to stopping thieves from stealing from the stores, they're like, no, you're actually fired for doing wow. it. Wow. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, I appreciate your call, Tager, and thanks for calling and sharing that story. Wow, you got fired for that. We used to get rewarded when we caught the thieves. In fact, there was a lady who worked, there used to be a cafeteria in Kmart, and it wasn't like the, you know, the Pizza Hut or whatever they put in these places now. It was an actual old school cafeteria where they cooked their own food. And this one lady, her name was Marge, she she hated the macaroni and cheese, the Kmart version that you were supposed to sell. So she just made her own at her own expense back there, and it was fabulous. And if you caught the thief, she would even make you a uh, your own macaroni and cheese lunch and <laughs> and give it to you for free, and it was amazing. Uh, but today, I guess you you get fired. Um, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. George in Montebello, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, taking my call, Pastor Scott. Um, that it first got me angry hearing about this. I think our society is not going the right direction. Um, I was saved three years ago, so, you know, I, by the grace of the Lord, I was saved. But by reading the scriptures and hearing this, it reminded me of a scripture when the Lord said, turn the other cheek, uh, you know, and then the one where he says, if somebody takes your shirt, offer him your cloak. Does that go for businesses, too? Or is that just on a personal level? That's an excellent that just, question. And I just was wondering, because, uh, you know, if that's a personal thing. Yeah. Or a business, business cannot stay in business if they do that, yeah. you know, and it's just very hard. Yeah. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. And the world's changed, right? The the violence that you might endure, that's, uh, you, you know, two people in the Southern California have been killed, employees, uh, with confronting shoplifters just in the past few weeks. Uh, yes. You know, George. Thank, uh, you thank you for taking my call, Pastor. I have to go to my son's you, dentist appointment, but thank you for taking my call, Pastor. All right, George, uh, and thank you for calling uh, Ephesians 4.28 says, Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. You know, I think that the, the turn-the-other-cheek passage and then, uh, you know, if somebody sues you, it's about lawsuits. And what was happening is is poor people essentially were being abused. And even if they had done something wrong, they were being, you know, overcharged in a sense. And the idea was to buy by the wealthy. So the wealthy would take the cloak, but also the tunic, and would take the, the cloak from somebody who only had the cloak. And the instruction from Christ is to give them your tunic as well. And then you would be naked standing there. And what would happen is everyone would see the the wealthy person as the bad guy in that story because you have nothing else. So it wasn't really about theft, that story. Um, it wasn't, uh, and it's, you know, turn the other cheek is not about not defending yourself and, you know, in violence or in situations. It is about what to do. Essentially, if you're being oppressed or if something is unfair, it gives you a, a power advantage. At the same time, there's plenty in, in the scripture about helping everybody who's in need. And that's a big part of it is that part of what we're doing as a culture is we are encouraging the idea of theft and not encouraging more giving. You know, the way that the scriptures teach you to deal with theft is to help people become a giver. And if you struggle with stealing, you become a giver. That's how you deal with it. All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, I'll take your calls, uh, Sal and Vicky. And uh, I want to get to a story. Uh, it's just a fun story, but something that uh, I did back when I was working for Kmart and uh, had to go out and confront a shoplifter. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. 
You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. So Walgreens unveiled a new look for their stores. Uh, they unveiled that in Chicago, and it has basically everything locked up uh, in part because of the theft that they've seen. A uh, recent study shows that uh, 50% of retail workers have seen some sort of retail theft, and another nearly 50% are afraid to go to work. So is the president aware of retail theft, and how come the problems become so prosaic? Pers- Uh, pervasive under his tenure. So look, what I can tell you is unlike congressional Republicans, the president has taken action. He has taken action to deal with with the crime, hiring police officers. Uh, We've seen that from his actions that he's taken to cut crime. And he, uh, and it started with the American Rescue Plan. The American Rescue Plan had billions of dollars uh, that went into communities to hire police officers uh, to 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 make sure that we held we had accountability as well uh, on the ground. And let's not forget his Safer uh, American Plan uh, to fund the police and invest in crime prevention. That was Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about uh, crime, responding to a question about crime and how uh, Walgreens and other stores have been locking up all their merchandise. We're talking about this here because in California, a law is moving through Sacramento, past the uh, state Senate, that would uh, dissuade employees of retail establishments from confronting or calling the police on people who steal things. So we've been talking about that this hour. And uh, 888-528-2557. Vicki in L.A., thanks for holding so long, Vicki. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. I'm really glad I got on. And um, I'm glad you're talking about this subject because I think it's really important. And the thing is, I'm glad that you use the Bible in Ephesians. And also it says, I think it's in Romans somewhere, that uh, God laid down the laws of the land for peace, order, and protection. And we live in a society it doesn't want God in anything. They don't want them. So they're legalizing drugs, you know, prayer out of school, all that stuff. And then, like you said before, it's like the scenario of a Mad Max movie. And it's not according to the word. It's it's like this Antichrist spirit is changing the laws, you know, to create this chaos that we're seeing. Well, and it's, a, you know? it's and, the spirit of no lawlessness that we're, we're living in right now, right? As lawlessness is not benign. It's going to create chaos in the society. Right, exactly. It's like they say there's no absolute truth. Well, that's anarchy. You know, that creates anarchy. Right, it does. And that's what, yeah. we're, that's what we're seeing. And, uh, you know, thank you for calling, Vicki. I appreciate uh, your call and holding so long. You know, it is um, – anarchy, I think, is a good word. Let me get you a couple calls here because I want to tell you my story here. Sal and Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor, how are you? I'm good, Sal. Well, how are I you? I want to thank the wasn't from God. I will be somewhere else right now on this earth. What happened to me is so, I mean, it's so, anyways, I used to work at a restaurant in San Francisco. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and we used to take out the trash every day, and, and it was uh, in the back, there was an alley in the back, and there was, I was homeless back there. So one day, um, one of the girls started taking out the trash because I developed a hernia, a lower hernia, so I wasn't doing it anymore, so she started doing it. One day, uh, this girl, I don't got to mention her name. So I got the trash, and another girl came by and said, uh, that girl is getting molested. She's getting sexually molested by a homeless. So I went out there to the back. I ran out there because I was the closest one to the to the alley. And sure enough, there was this homeless person on top of her. Uh, she was almost this half is naked while, already. Okay, so this she is was, while you're working, and what happened? Well, I hit 
I couldn't do anything because I had a hernia, so I was not going to arrest him or try to pick him up. So I hit him over the head with a stick that was right in the ground, and he started bleeding. I was able to pull him off. But to make the story short, I got lost. I got lawsuits coming left and right from the homeless person and the family's homeless person. And I got fired for doing that, for you know, because I wasn't supposed to do anything like that because I had a hernia. So I went, but I prevented her from getting raped. She was one second, mm. one second from penetration. Yeah, yeah. you got to do Actually, something, I least, right? That's you I know. had to leave San Francisco because they were looking for me. Then the family members of the homeless different person were looking for me. They were throwing me. So my my family, my whole life it became a disaster because because I did a good thing. And I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I go, what? What is going on, God? What is going on? I saved somebody's life, and now I'm getting sued. I'm getting threatened. And even the police officers were telling me I had to appear in court because yeah. I, was, I was kind of ignoring everything. And they were coming to my house, knocking on my door. And I had to move. I had to move. And, uh, and, and, and to tell the truth, I had to change name. And I'm doing construction uh, with a friend. Uh, I'm getting paid cash. Because I'm afraid they're gonna find me, and they're gonna still try to hurt me, stuff like that. And, and yes, my whole life just turned. And, and like I said, I'm just glad I have God because I believe, you know, God would. At the end, you know, everything's gonna be okay. But right now, my life is. I just can't believe what's going on with my life. I had a move to San Francisco. I was okay in San Francisco. I Wait, mean, it just, yeah, I'm sorry that 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 happened. Thing. You are you in touch with the uh, girl that you saved? No, because I, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, you don't want to stay. Want you want to stay out of it. But you know what? You you did what you had to do, and uh, yeah. you know you got to hold on to that. That you saved somebody an awful lot of trauma, and it's terrible how that got turned around on you. Uh, and that's part of the problem we have. Not only is there lawlessness, but we're we have so much problem with litigation. We're litigious, so everybody's getting sued for everything. Even the bad guy gets to sue. Um, and oh, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Hey, thank I, I think I'll be, I gotta be under, uh, hiding still. I can't use my real name. I'm still, so you, uh, I'm but you're, you're working, you're working now. Yeah. I'm working construction for cash because I, I, I can't, and with a different name, yeah, I'm afraid well, do, that, you know, I don't know. I'm, do you have, do you have warrants out for your arrest or you just have people after you? People after me. Okay. But you're not, uh, the, the law is not. And then lawsuits, you know, subpoena and all this stuff, which I'm trying to avoid because, I mean, I'm trying to avoid them because I'm afraid those people might follow me. So because I already got threatened by those people. Yeah. Have you ever, have you talked to an attorney, a gang member? Yeah. Have you talked to a lawyer about some of this stuff? Yeah. It costs too much money. So I'm just waiting. I'm trying to save enough money. And once I save enough money, I'm going to work in all this stuff. Yeah, you you can't live with that kind of thing over your head. You know, if there are things that you're going to have to go through with court, you're just going to have to go through it. But it's, I would recommend just getting getting it over with, even if it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the first thing I had to do is, is leave because they would really threaten me. Yeah. Well, Sal, I'm sorry that that happened. I'm really sorry. My boss, my boss yeah. fired me out of it. Yeah, I'm really sorry that happened to you. I just want to encourage you to. Uh, keep going through the difficulties that you still have to go through and get that behind you. It's, it'll be a relief. Uh, this is Pastor Scott show. We're talking about, uh, we're running out of time here. I want to share this story with you just because it's fun, but we're talking about how things have changed and how we view even shoplifting and how we deal with it. In my day, when I worked retail, employees were required to go out and 
and get shoplifters. Uh, you know, for Sal in my day, we would have been required to go do that and probably rewarded, but that's changed. And it's changed because we're a litigious society, because we're lawless, because we have an upside down view of of justice and protection and lots of different things that people are doing, I think, because we don't want to confront evil. We don't want to confront sin. So uh, just a couple of minutes left. I worked for Kmart. They had a policy. It was called open line. And that meant that all male employees had to run outside and uh, get whoever it is. And sometimes they'd run and then we'd go after them. And it was incredible. I can't even tell you the... <laughs> It maybe it's stupid. You might be hearing it go, well, that was stupid, but that's the way it was. So one time this guy goes out and he goes out through the garden exit of Kmart because they used to sell plants there. Um, I worked in that department once. People would ask me all kinds of questions about plants, and I uh, had to lie because I didn't know anything about it. But, uh, you know, I repented from that. And to move to TVs, I knew too much about that. Anyway, so the guy goes out the garden shop. They say, open line. Me and this other guy who used to be in the Marines are the only two guys who go out. So we chase this guy. Palmdale back then was a strip mall, then vacant lot, strip mall, then vacant lot, Palmdale, Upper Desert, L.A. area. And if you're up there, it was 25th and uh, Palmdale Boulevard. The Kmart moved eventually, but the neighborhood it was in where I worked there was 25th and East, I think, and Palmdale Boulevard. And so the guy runs across the desert and we watch him and he goes to another shopping center and uh, he got on this old fashioned thing called a payphone. And so I'll give you the short version of the story. So me and this guy, we look at each other and say, well, let's go get him. So we go over there. And by the time we get there, he gets off the phone. And then we end up in a fist fight. This was probably the last time I was ever actually in a physical fight. And the guy was much taller than me. And he hit me on top of the head with like his knuckle out. And it hurt. I remember the pain. It really hurt. Well, the next thing he does, no joke, he he carjacks somebody. He takes this woman, throws her out of her car, and he gets in the car and he steals the car. In the meantime, the Marine who was with us, a buddy of his is there, and they used to have these mini trucks. Do they still drive mini trucks? Do people still have those? It's a tiny little pickup truck that was lowered to the ground. That was kind of the thing. And he said, let's get in and go after him. And we did. And we, che- we went down Highway 138, Palmdale Boulevard, going uh, west, And we were driving like maniacs chasing these guys. We're in the back of the truck. It was like a James Bond movie. Now, in reality, we were yelling at him to quit driving. But uh, when I tell the story in other ways, sometimes I say we're James Bond. We go in and out of traffic. We ran a red light. We drove in the sidewalk at one point. It was crazy. And we, we couldn't catch up to him. We finally stopped to turn around. And somebody pulls up next to us, and he's livid mad. And he goes, I'm going to make a citizen's arrest on you guys. And I'm wearing my Kmart jersey, the little red thing with the Kmart badge. And it says Kmart Scott, you know. And I looked at him and I held that up and I said, it's all right, sir. We're Kmart security. Those days are, are long gone. Hey, when we get back, if there were aliens and if that were true, how would it affect your faith? We'll talk about that as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.